All right, welcome into the Legends Rewind podcast. I'm Rusty Ellis, joined today by former Upperman legend Connor York. Thank you. For having do, me. Are you, are you, you used to being called a legend, or no? Mm, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> you know, you're the first person that's answered like that to the whole. Do you think you're a legend? You're, you're the first person to answer like that, so I love the confidence. <laughs> so, uh, Connor, let's first thing first. Let's uh, let's talk about football. Why football for you? What got you into football to begin with? Oh, uh, well, my brother played. He played for Upperman his uh, entire career. Uh, so when I was younger, you know, I, I was used to seeing mm-hmm. him play, and that was really what kind of inspired me and my other brothers to play as well. So, competitive household, I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> any any fights in the front yard? Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of rumbles and stuff. Like that. <laughs> so uh, tell me, what what what's kind of your first memory of playing the game of football? Mm, real young. Uh, I think I started playing when I was five. Wow. And um, I just remember playing with the Baxter Rebels. It was the okay. youth group. I don't I don't know if they're around anymore. I think okay. it's the Upperman uh, Stingers. But, but yeah, I played with the Rebels and a lot of the guys that we uh, that I graduated with that played uh, on the 2013 team, mm-hmm. They uh, we, we all played together mm-hmm. for over 10 years or so. We played together for mm-hmm. So I've seen this a lot in high school sports, and I have to ask if you think this. Do you think that when you play with a group of guys at a young age, do you think that kind of that, that can only help you when you guys get to high school and you're playing together still? Yeah, definitely a lot of chemistry. And a lot of us have played different positions going uh, through the years, going throughout. And, uh, so there's just definitely a lot of chemistry, uh, definitely with all the guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen pictures of us before <laughs> I can remember. You know, we're all standing together in little rebels uniforms uh-huh. and stuff. So it's just something that's like, it's always been something we've done. So have you always been a quarterback? Or you no. mentioned playing different, what, what other positions have you played? If you, uh, I don't really remember when I was real young when I played, but in middle school I started playing fullback and we actually won a youth championship mm-hmm. uh, our sixth grade year. Mm-hmm. So it was, and that group was mm-hmm. the same group that won the region and, you know. I, in 2013, you know, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> So yeah, just a lot of the same guys, but I actually played fullback, um, played a little bit of defensive end, and in middle school I played defensive end, I played defense, I was a little bigger. Okay. I was fully grown then, <laughs> and uh, I'd been working out with the high school too a little bit. Gotcha. And so, uh, yeah, and even uh, even my freshman year, I started one game at linebacker, our, our starting linebacker got hurt, and coach was like, you know, <laughs> we, we gotta, gotta have somebody, somebody so he thought I could do it, and I'm, you know. It wasn't nothing spectacular, but... <laughs> you got the job done, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> so, talk about playing fullback, man, because that's kind of a forgotten position in today's yeah. football. That's a position that I don't... Like, obviously, they still exist. People still use them, yeah. but they're it's not nearly not nearly as prevalent as they used to be, though. Yeah. I think I... I don't know who I saw playing recently, but they were playing uh, Power Eye. I mean, you've got Navy and Army still mm-hmm. doing, like, Veer stuff. Triple still, option stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Citadel. They still do stuff like that, but... Uh, I saw one big team, I think it was SEC team, they were running power eye, so that was pretty uh, interesting to see because it's mainly spread is the meta right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spread West Coast style, mm-hmm. uh, read option, real fast pace. Uh, and that's that's what we did. I think that was kind of made us a lot uh, harder to kind of scheme for. Mm-hmm. We was running a lot more like a Cali offense. Okay. And we was kind of, you know, mm-hmm. we're in this is a little bit more of a country, mm-hmm. you know, area. So. <laughs> a lot of teams we played were mainly run teams, so mm-hmm. uh, we just basically stopped the run, and our offense was real powerful. So I think that was fair enough. 
So you think that's kind of just a, an example of how the game has changed so much? Because, I mean, I'm a Titans fan, and I, one thing I know about them is that a lot of times, instead of a fullback, they use, like, a tight end black back there to block. And is that just a sign of, like, how the game has changed from when you were younger to now? I think so. I mean, and, and, and as you see, like, fullbacks can be used, and they're and now that they've gone away for a little bit, they're coming back a little bit, but they're mm-hmm. not, not the exact same yeah. way. Still more so out of the spread. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I, I prefer shotgun for uh, the run. I think it uh, it really opens it up, especially if you can do a read option, mm-hmm. uh, which is which probably which is what yeah. you know, a core tenet of like the spread mm-hmm. doing read options. So I think doing anything really out of the shotgun is um, it opens up the run. It opens mm-hmm. up uh, the pass a lot better. I think so. Okay, it's a lot harder to defend. Because I ran the veer actually my freshman year. Okay. And uh, we ran it a little bit sophomore year, but we started to get away from that. We started running spread, and mm-hmm. I was still able to run from it. But yeah, I ran the veer my freshman year. That was what we okay. basically ran, and uh, I hated it. it horrible. <laughs> I mean, I felt like I was in 1960, you know? Yeah. What I'm so uh, you feel like you're playing decades ago, right? Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, you could do way the, the reads are way easier and more mm-hmm. efficient out of the gun. Mm-hmm. So, when you were growing up learning the game of football, what for you was kind of the hardest part of the game to learn and, and, and get good at? Hmm. The hardest part? I think just toughness, you know? Mm-hmm. Younger, you can't really... Kind of that first time you take a big hit, you're like, okay, that's what it feels like. Yeah, and it's hard to, you know, get get the wind knocked out as a kid or, you know, maybe even black out for a second uh, and be like, I'm still going to keep doing this as hard as I can, you know, I think that is, it is, uh, you know, a lot of kids don't, they, they're going to quit after they get hit too hard, you know, so. Is that is that kind of how you feel as a, as a football player is kind of like, you know, when you first start, you're kind of scared of getting hit, but that first time you take a really big hit and you get up from it and you're, you know, you're kind of like, okay, that's what yeah. it feels like, let's go. Yeah, I've definitely been, you know, knocked back, been knocked hard, mm-hmm. but uh, I think, yeah, after a few, it's, it's, the game's a little different now. I mean, there's not as much head contact, but mm-hmm. but back in the day, there was a lot more physicality, and it mm-hmm. was real physical, you mm-hmm. know. A headache wasn't nothing to coaches <laughs> don't care about, didn't yeah. care about a headache back in the day. Yeah, not like they do now, right? Oh, yeah, that's, oh, he, you know, a headache, it's like, well, let's check your for a concussion, check. stuff like that, yeah. yeah. But yeah, back in the day, it was like, boy, get back and rub some, rub some dirt on it. <laughs> exactly. So, so tell me, who were some influential coaches for you growing up, whether it was in the youth, in high school, and middle school? What, who were some influential coaches for you? Well, I'd say uh, my first real big influence uh, was a strength coach, defensive coordinator by uh, – his name was Gabe Villarreal. Okay. He coaches at Smyrna right now. Okay. But he coached for Upperman for, I think, five or six years. Mm-hmm. Left in 2010 or 11. Okay. But he coached there for a while and uh, coached some great players, had some good teams, uh, was a great coach, a great strength coordinator. Mm-hmm. Really, um, I think he, and you could ask all the players on mm-hmm. the senior uh, class that, that graduated, Coach V was really pivotal in our mindset and the way we approached okay. uh, the game. I mean, it was really like, I, I remember one day before we went out to uh, do conditioning, and this was a, it was, we were going to do circuits with weights, and it was going to be, it was going to be real, it was going to be hard, mm-hmm. and I just remember coach saying, now boys, I'm going to take you to hell and back, <laughs> but when you come out, yeah. you know, it's, it's, yeah. you're going to be a lot stronger, and 
that was the physicality and that was the mindset and it was and I think as a senior I, when I got faster I didn't have to, I wasn't as physical I didn't have to be but much younger in my, in my career especially on defense very physical mm-hmm. and you wouldn't you wouldn't have seen it because mm-hmm. I was playing offense but very physical a lot of all, everybody was very physical in terms of young players how important is it to have kind of that that physical mindset ingrained in you from a younger age do you think that helps you oh yeah it's good but I didn't really learn it till about about middle school okay eighth grade year but high school was really when it kind of we all bought in and we was all on the same page we had a core real good core group that uh that were real hard workers, real mm-hmm. good guys, real smart, and uh, and so I think that was that was really important. Mm-hmm. So now we, we we've talked about upper men. Obviously, we've referred to them a couple times. Talk about when you got to the high school level the first time. What was the biggest kind of change from middle school youth ball to high school? A lot of people say the speed. A lot mm-hmm. of people say the physicality. What for you was the biggest change? Yeah, I think it was the strength. I remember being sore everywhere after <laughs> the games. I started. I started my freshman year, week five mm-hmm. or six. I could be wrong, but I think it was week five, and it was homecoming. Mm-hmm. And it was White House, a real good ball club, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, they were real physical. I was real long and skinny, then, <laughs> you know, and uh, just real physical. Uh, it only got easier, though, you know. Mm-hmm. I think each year it just it felt easier and mm-hmm. smoother. But freshman year, that was definitely them boys were strong, and also I'm. My freshman year, that was probably the strongest that senior class. Mm-hmm. They were powerhouses, strong. They they looked like. And you were practicing against these guys too. Yeah, they were on the O line, that D line. Uh, Caleb Arms was a linebacker, mm-hmm. real, real big, real smart, uh, good player. And uh, yeah, I had to hit him a couple times. <laughs> I'm talking about sixty pound difference. Yeah. You know, real, maybe even more, but real big, and uh, they were real strong, real mm-hmm. physical. So freshman year was. Like I said, we ran the gear, so everything was real tight and everything was real uh, There was contact every play, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's kind of, I think that's the biggest difference, transition, but mm-hmm. those guys were definitely, uh, I didn't get hurt senior year, you know, no one really, mm-hmm. you know, but, but freshman year, you know, I was going to, you know, <laughs> really knock me, you know. So. Yeah, so you mentioned the veer, obviously, that's, quite the departure from how the game is played now you yeah. know you know teams run the ball obviously there are teams that are very run heavy still uh, but talk about running that that kind of an offense and what goes into making that kind of an offense successful because it's not easy it's a very tough offense to run the veer mm-hmm. yeah it really mainly relies on having a, a big o-line mm-hmm. big strong o-line mm-hmm. And uh, they need to be real disciplined, really smart, real good coach. You need a real good coach to coach the beer uh, for the offensive uh, mm-hmm. offensive line. Mm-hmm. And then you really need a couple of superstars in the backfield because mm-hmm. someone's got to pitch it, someone's got to get the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not gonna lie. When I uh, my freshman year, I realized, you know, just don't even pitch it. I'd fake pitch it. That mm-hmm. was, I was gonna fake pitch it about every single time. I'm not even gonna lie. I never. Mm-hmm. After a while, it was. He's going to get the fullback, make the read. Mm-hmm. But after that, if I had a little bit of space. You were gone. It was going to be a fake pitch, if anything. Yeah, I was going to cut it right up. And mm-hmm. uh, and that was successful. So I stopped. You know, I never pitched it. 
<laughs> Did your running backs ever get on you for that or no? No. <laughs> when I kept it, I, we, we went up the field, you know. Yeah. No one was – no one told me. <laughs> if it worked, it worked, right? Yeah. And I did pitch it. You know, yeah. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, but it just it wasn't very successful, I don't mm-hmm. think. What do you think kind of led the coaching staff to kind of move in a different direction? Do you think it was looking at the offensive talent they had and saying, hey, maybe we can maximize these guys in another way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, yeah, they definitely realized we needed to – focus on passing and mm-hmm. we could pass the ball um, our run game wasn't the best mm-hmm. so we started doing more read option stuff to, mm-hmm. to get that option if it wasn't up the middle mm-hmm. uh, if that wasn't looking good then I could try and mm-hmm. get five yards on the outside yeah. you know, that's kind of the rudimentary thinking about it but in the reality it mm-hmm. would go it would go right to the end zone you know <laughs> so I got you so, where do you think you grew in high school the most as a quarterback? Do you like where, where do you think you developed the most? Uh, it's well, I would say definitely my uh, my father sent me to Bobby Lamb's Furman mm-hmm. football camp okay. in South Carolina, and I remember I was there for about a week, about a hundred. Uh, what different age groups? We had about a hundred quarterbacks in our age group. We might have had 20, 25 guys. Okay. We had maybe 50, there was 50 plus receivers maybe and stuff, but I remember that week we probably threw over a, a thousand balls each. I mean, and that was three. Your shoulder was hurting probably yeah. at the end of that. Oh, oh no, it was hurting after the half halfway through the first day. Yeah, we was doing three days. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so then after a while, everybody was icing. Mm-hmm. After every session, we still had multiple sessions. So uh, that was, but after the accuracy, everything, my timing is what really developed. Mm-hmm. But I didn't develop my uh, my technique fully mm-hmm. until my junior year. Mm-hmm. I started really to understand the more high level concepts, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's really when I started to sling it, and I mm-hmm. could. But but I remember sophomore year. Mm-hmm. I was watching some college games, and the quarterbacks, they were just slinging it in there, you know? And I was like, oh man, I need to start really trying to sling it in there. So I went to practice, and I started throwing it as hard as I could, basically. Yeah. Four or five drops in a row, I was like, okay, I can't do that. I gotta throw it with touch. I gotta throw Developing it in Developing that, there. yeah. Yeah, so, so sophomore year, I developed a lot of touch, and the timing was everything, because, uh, I don't have to throw a bullet if the timing's right. The receiver runs a good route. Yeah. It'll be it'll be right there. You don't have to throw a bullet. Yeah. So, and so I was like, well, I don't have to throw it that hard. And I think maybe in the long run, maybe that hindered me a little bit. Not not really trying to gas it in there, but I think short term for what you need to catch do. it. Yeah. Yeah. We was so successful. So you mentioned going to camps. How much, especially today with how much of every sport, and you could say this for football, basketball, baseball, softball, so many sports nowadays are year-round as opposed to just being one season and that's it. How important is that work away from practice, away from your team? How important is that in becoming and going from good to great? Oh, it's important. We uh, Well, when Coach V was there, mm-hmm. The workouts were real strict, real hard. They were, I mean, we work out two hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the weight room, two hours. Mm-hmm. And then we go run for 30 minutes on the field. And uh, I, I think my freshman year to sophomore year when he was there, 
Christmas, spring break, fall break. Mm. We didn't miss a day. It didn't exist. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a break, so so we worked out. I mean, even the, up to senior year, we we had off-season workouts, and nobody really missed. Mm. I mean, every so the off-season is the most important developing uh, mm. technique. Uh, getting strong, getting fast. Mm-hmm. My junior year, I started running on the track, mm-hmm. and I started uh, got some track cleats that my brother gave me, and I really started focusing on running as just hard as I could, mm-hmm. as fast as I could. And I noticed mm-hmm. after a while, I, I, my legs just started mm-hmm. gliding a lot, you know, okay. like gliding a lot easier. So I think as far as the speed component, really just getting on the, the track and uh, running as hard as I could is why I was running so fast. I mean, mm-hmm. so, but stuff like that. Gotcha. Basically, basically, like, uh, one thing I always hear a lot of athletes say is, you know, if you're not working in the offseason, someone is and someone's going to beat you. Do you think that's true? Oh, yeah. Uh, our, um, every offseason, our, our uh, motto, I guess, was we're going to outwork the region mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. So we would get in the weight room, and our goal was to outwork the entire region, you know, six other teams working out that day too. Mm-hmm. We was thinking about outworking them, not outworking each other because we was going to work to do that too. But mm-hmm. yeah, we was trying to outwork mm-hmm. everybody. <laughs> and I think when Coach V was there, I think we were outworking the state a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the workouts were top tier. We had, like I said, that group mm-hmm. where he, when he had those guys for four years, mm-hmm. they were monsters on mm-hmm. bench and squat and the fastest dudes mm-hmm. uh, ever clocked. Yeah. Coach V trained them. I mean, real fast guys. Four, uh, four low four five. I mean, real, real They're fast. They're flying. Guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's because that's because he demanded it. Mm-hmm. He demanded that type of work ethic and gotcha. people jacked. You know, everybody <laughs> looking jacked. Real big dudes. I mean, coming that, off the bus, they're intimidating. Yeah. yeah. But but freshman year we didn't have we didn't have it together on offense. Mm-hmm. Our defense was phenomenal, but but offensively we couldn't score. So mm-hmm. being strong and being fast it didn't translate Mm -hmm. so so let's talk about the 2013 team then because I was just doing a little research to prepare for this and looking at that team you guys weren't just beating teams you guys didn't play a close game until the middle of October and even then I mean you guys put up 41 points on Livingston Academy a team that's traditionally been really good was there a moment when you knew that team could be special uh yeah I mean I think let's see well I really think when we played Cookville mm-hmm. in the spring is when we knew mm-hmm. we was a real physical team and we could make plays. I mean, we're, talk- we're talking about we, we threw it, we ran it mm-hmm. uh, at will. Mm-hmm. You know, I could run it when I, when I, when I wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. The defense making nasty plays, flipping mm-hmm. kids. I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, 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 our defense flipped kids <laughs> that, uh, that spring practice. I mean, real physical ball. Mm-hmm. We, we was playing with a chip on our shoulders, you know, mm-hmm. when we saw Cookville. Because uh, before then, that was unheard of. Before then, it was Cookville was that was a scary. We was bad. Play yeah. Cookville, they're gonna kill us, you yeah. know. But six A playing a three A, yeah. Yeah. So I think our senior year, we had a lot of swag, and when we when we, when we played Cookville at Tech, I think we knew that was. I mean, I made some plays. Defense made plays. That's that's what it looked like basically all year. It looked like. You know mm-hmm. what you saw in that uh, spring game, but then I think as far as the season goes, we really—I mean, at, at, at halftime, a player came over to me and he was—his his brother was a coach, mm-hmm. Co- 
coached at the middle school, and he said, man, the offense is looking really good right now. Mm-hmm. He's like, the, I mean, he's like, and I was, you know, I busted some plays, but I didn't think about it like that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, wow, we're really, really good on offense right mm-hmm. now. But uh, but then after, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, real big plays, it's just, mm-hmm. it was just real natural. We didn't. Mm-hmm. 60 to 14 was the first game, and they were defending state one a state champs Gordonsville, and, yeah yeah and they weren't the state champs mm-hmm. you know that that team the state champs the one mm-hmm. a Gordonsville state, that would have been a tough game mm-hmm. but uh but we played a young Gordonsville and they they had a lot of swag they they thought they was gonna uh do some work but mm-hmm. but once it came down to it yeah. so I think once it started rolling though it really it didn't feel like nothing mm-hmm. you know it almost it was like a blissful numbness yeah we you just, kind of just got used to it almost yeah but we but we knew I mean the pressure it built mm-hmm. But and we kept working harder and harder. I mean, the intensity grew definitely in the practices. We mm-hmm. knew it was we were gonna have to do more, mm-hmm. and the practices we're gonna have to get. Uh, we're gonna have, we want to be better, you know, more efficient, uh, do more. So. so I have to ask: Was there a point in the season where the practices were almost harder and, and more physical than the actual games were? Just because, like you know, you're going against each other, and I mean, obviously, there's a little bit of pride on both sides of the ball there. But so you, you don't think so? No, I think practice is normally it's structured pretty well. Okay, uh, we had a good defense, but you know, I, I just we had a good offense. Mm-hmm. So I never at one point was thinking like, man, there's something we can't do. There's something. There's something going wrong right now, or there's something that's real okay. challenging. I mean, the the most difficult thing was hitting some of our dudes and uh, mm-hmm. some of the inside drills. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I remember uh, Brett Nash rocking me one time real hard. <laughs> uh, just. You know, I got rattled. He wasn't even trying. It didn't look mm-hmm. like, you know. But I mean, just little stuff like that. But I got. Uh, I mean, other than the heat and running, and maybe I had to do conditioning. But uh, mm-hmm. that was it. Feeling like I was going to pass out, <laughs> you know. But as far as the games, I mean, most of the games were pretty physical. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people were pretty banged up after the game. So yeah, I, I think the games are way more physical uh, than all we could practice. But I played quarterback, so I yeah. didn't really. That's fair. Uh, if I was an inside linebacker or, a, you know, if a D-tackle O-line, they have a real tough uh, Wednesday or Thursday practice where they're getting real physical. But I got but you. early in the week and late in the week, we're running over plays and we're going over mm-hmm. technique and scheme, so it's not super physical. The games is when you're going, yeah. you're going to get knocked out or mm-hmm. knock somebody out. I got you. I think the other thing that stuck out to me is that, like, y'all were obviously beating teams bad. I mean, a blowout nowadays, people look at, like, 41 to 10, and that's a blowout. And obviously, that's a blowout, but you guys were hanging, like, 50, 60 points on region opponents. And then yeah. you guys got into the playoffs, and I think y'all hung 70 on your first the first playoff team you beat or the second the second. One. It was one of them. But you, yeah. you guys were hanging, like, a ton of points on good teams. Yeah. Like, was there ever a moment where you had to step back and go, wow, like we've really got something special here? Well, at Tyner, the second uh, – Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we finished the season undefeated. Yeah. And we all we all knew that was special, you know. 1952 was the last time that happened in mm-hmm. upper in football history, an undefeated regular season. So we knew it was and, – and and after really – after we went 4-0, mm-hmm. that was – a long standard, that hadn't been done in a long time. Mm-hmm. So we knew it four and we were special, but undefeated season, we got uh, the region game, we de- destroyed uh, DeKalb County, mm-hmm. just, and, you know, in fashion. So after we finished the season, uh, we knew, but after Tyner, mm-hmm. you know, 
coach was like, hey, hold up nine fingers. And someone took a picture in the crowd. He was yeah. like, you got nine touchdowns. And I was like, oh, shit, man, that's a lot of touchdowns, you know. So it's just a really good program, too. Yeah. Hunters are really historically good program. Yeah, they had a good ball club. Mm-hmm. It was real explosive. It was a good, good squad. It's, so tell me, how hard is it to win? Because I think that a lot of, like, casual fans, I think a lot of parents that watch don't understand how hard it is to win 13 games in a high school football season. Just the fact that you guys played 14 alone was impressive enough. But how hard is it to win three playoff games? It's pretty hard. I mean, uh, the real struggle came when we played uh, Notre Dame. Yep. It was real. He wasn't scoring. They wasn't scoring. But they was running the ball real efficiently, and they was throwing it. So that was a little worrying, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I would say that was probably like the biggest worry. It was like, man, we're not we're not scoring. Obviously, Alcoa was a powerhouse. We, yeah, and we wasn't scoring against them there, too well. There are there are six eight teams that couldn't yeah. score against them. Right, <laughs> right. So and yeah, and we knew that. Mm-hmm. So we knew it was a daunting task in that regard. Too. But you guys still put eighteen points on them. I mean, that's. I mean, yeah, you look at the score, and yeah, it's lopsided. But I mean, eighteen points against Alcoa. I mean, there are years where they don't give up points. Period until the state championship. Yeah. So I mean, that's got to be something, right? Oh yeah. I mean, and, and, and like you said, the way um, we beat teams, mm-hmm. I mean, there really wasn't – I mean, there was a couple times in the season I was feeling bad for the opponents. You know what I'm saying? I <laughs> yeah. really did. I mean, you you was, thought you were embarrassing them a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, so um, I had a little empathy for some of the – I mean, and you see some wins, mm-hmm. some good wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were winning by four, five, six touchdowns mm-hmm. sometimes. So we was – Killing. No, we was killing people. Not like Fulton, though. They was, they was scoring that year five. They was scoring like eighty points. <laughs> yeah. So that was something that we was like, well, we could do better, you know. Yeah. So that's the way we kind of saw it. It wasn't like, oh, we're blowing everybody out. It's like, dang, look, you know, let's score eighty guys or something. But. <laughs> At some point, you've got to call the dogs off, right? Yeah. <laughs> so talk about after high school. So after that, what, what 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 was your what was your life like after high school? Well, I went to East Tennessee State. Okay. And played uh, two seasons. Okay. And uh, it wasn't bad. I played uh, quarterback for a little bit, but the fit wasn't right. Okay. Um, after a while, at least is what I perceived. I didn't. I didn't think the fit was too good. But uh, so I switched to receiver, and I learned a lot, and uh, I had a lot of fun. But uh, I, I think I think I probably missed the opportunity to play safety or mm-hmm. or stay at quarterback okay. if I was going to. Which anywhere is probably should have been safety. Uh, but after um, ETSU, I didn't attend my fourth fourth semester. Uh, I went back home and started working. Okay. I wanted to get because I, I wasn't really content with uh, mm-hmm. what I was being taught. I didn't like okay. the two years of general education. Mm-hmm. It felt like I was going through middle school again. You yeah, know? it really did. It was pretty frustrating. I'm in college. I want to learn some something yeah. interesting. Uh, or at least something. A tire learning for a reason, right? Right, or at least something relevant to my degree, but they make you do two years. So What'd I was you study? too motivated. Well, first I was going to be a teacher. Okay. And then let's see. I might have switched majors to something, but uh, I did uh, wildlife sciences at one point. Okay. But uh, I just did the job field. I didn't like that either. So I started working uh, locally and... Uh, I went back to tech one semester, but I, I didn't. I tried, cause I tried to get back into it, but I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. So I've just been working and uh, and um, just living a normal life, like kind of. Yeah, yeah. I've been enjoying it, uh, just kind of chilling. 
thought about coaching uh, mm-hmm. for a while. I might get back into it sometime okay. soon. I'd like to do like training personally. Okay. But, uh, but the thought of coaching out of uh, college or you know jumping right into coaching, it, uh, it seemed a little daunting. I felt yeah. like too. It was going to be real. Mm. Laborous. You kind of so. you kind of want to start start at like a level where there's a little bit less pressure, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I definitely want to apprentice some like younger kids. Like, okay. Because because that's one thing about throwing. I I, I really I think I honed my uh, technique the last two years in high school, and I was just imagine if I had five or six, I'd have been. I, I'm not kidding. I probably would have been throwing it 60, 65 yards. Yeah. Because it's really the technique is important and. You're, Power is obviously you need power, you need raw strength, but uh, technique's everything for really slinging it. And, uh, and so I think doing something like that is would be really uh, okay. good for the development of some kids. So you, I got you. So so you obviously got a really cool opportunity that happened, you know, within the last couple of weeks where you went and had your jersey retired mm-hmm. at Upperman. Um, what was that feeling like? It was nice. Yeah. It was cool. Uh, my brother has his jersey retired. Todd Fields has his uh, jersey retired. Um, the 96 team, there was three All-State players. Allison, Chrisom. Yeah. Excuse me. No, you're good. And uh, there was another There was another great player. I forget his name off the top. But they got their jerseys retired. So growing up, even as a young boy, I'd seen their jerseys, you know, the All-State guys. And, Seen Todd Fields and I seen my brother's jersey, so that was, you know, that's I'm kind of a to, surreal moment like being yeah, up there with them, right? Yeah, I'm glad to finally uh, be able to cement that, mm-hmm. have my jersey in there. So, how often do you go back to Upperman and watch games? Like, do you think are you going to be at the game on Friday or? Um, well, I've gone to two games this season, which okay. is the most in the last few years. Okay. I've, I've been working pretty, pretty I good. I've been you. working on Fridays and, and fair uh, enough. So I haven't gone too terribly much, but the games I've gone to this year were really fun. I saw the Cookville game. Okay. And you the got... Walker Valley game, okay. obviously. You saw a couple good ones then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, so some real good games. I'm real proud of the boys. Uh, the culture there seems like it's really uh, built up a lot, and I'm, and okay. that makes me happy, you know, okay. to be a part of that and really kind of, uh, kind of see that, you know, see that through. Okay. Because it definitely, I mean, my freshman year we were one in nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were—I mean, we were ridiculed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kids didn't want to play on the team. Kids, athletic kids, kids we could have used—you know—kids we could have won championships with or yeah. whatever. You know what I'm saying? We win games with. Uh, so to go from that to something that's that's as held prevalent at, as it is now. Yeah. yeah, it's held to a lot higher esteem. And a lot of kids want to be a part of it, especially local. You know, local Baxter kids. Their parents were uh, upperman bees and stuff. So mm-hmm. the culture is really. It's really, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see where, where it's at now. So I like to end all of these the same way. What's some advice that you would give to younger athletes right now that maybe want to get to where you got as a quarterback, as an athlete? And then what's some, also some advice you would give to your younger self? Well, I would say mainly just hard work. It don't matter how good you are. If you don't work hard, if you don't try and learn and improve, uh, I think that if you don't do those things, that'll be a big detriment, even if someone's naturally uh, talented, fast, strong, whatever it is. So uh, I would say just really focusing on if you're on a certain position, you know, watch videos and do as much independent research and training as you can. So, because I did a bunch of that, I looked at a bunch of highlights. I, aside from the camps, 
and, and practicing at home and practicing whenever I could after workouts and stuff. Um, just doing whatever you can to really try and get some practice or you know learn something new about it. Even if it's a just any type of move, spin move, juke move on the defensive line, offensive receiver, you know, any little any little thing like that. I think that's really gonna go the extra mile because I think, yeah, I think that's basically. <laughs> I got you. Some some wise wise words there, man. That is Upperman legend Connor York.